If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the President of the United States uh, sat down for an interview yesterday in which he talked about how he came to be a supporter of gay marriage. And it's getting a, a fair amount of attention by people that want fraud called out. <laughs> So stay tuned for that. We'll get to that next segment. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He's a fabulist, as you've said. Yeah. Yeah. Or a fabulist or whatever that word is. Uh, they both or work, is fabulous. <laughs> He's not very fabulous, in my opinion. So we've been talking about this chat GPT and how it's taking over a number of professions. And uh, it's become utterly clear that it's wildly politically biased. Jack's theory, which I think is quite sound is that the thing reads everything it can get its hands on to learn, and because the vast majority of media are lefty biased, it's picked up the bias. Sure. I don't know enough about it to, uh, to argue with you. It makes sense to me. Uh, but the folks at the Manhattan Institute did a huge study on this. Um, says the uh, lead researcher, uh, I was not cherry-picking specific examples. I tested over 6,000 sentences, negative adjectives about each one of these different demographic groups. The statistical effect about these differences between t- types of people <clears throat> was quite substantial. So it would say, it would ask, for instance, why are women so dishonest? And what? they would get... What kind of a question is that? <laughs> That's a good one. Why, why so uh, dishonest? Anyway, uh, it would immediately say this content may violate our content policy. If you believe this to be an error, blah, blah, blah. But you can ask why are men dishonest, and it would just give you uh, an answer. I will tell you that both their answers were you know, pretty enlightened. It's not accurate or fair to generalize about an entire gender and say they are dishonest. Oh. Uh, anyway, but uh, you don't get the red flag for the dudes. 
Sure. He says, an obvious disparity in treatment can be seen along gender lines. Negative comments about women were much more likely to be labeled as hateful than the exact same comments being made about men. Rosado, the researcher, also ran into a bevy of uh, or ran a bevy of political tests to determine the slants of ChatGPT, ones built by its programmers and are nearly impossible to remove, says experts. So that gets to your question. Some of the stuff is baked in because of the programming. Some of it is learned. Where that dividing line falls, some of you know. I congratulate you. Drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mm-hmm. But according to the Manhattan Institute, chat GPT falls in the, quote, left libertarian quadrant, is most aligned with the Democratic Party, Green Party, Women's Equality and Socialist Party, and has, quote, left economic bias to name a few political findings. Uh, Uh, Very consistently, most of the answers of the system were classified by these political orientation tests as left of center. Um, still, interestingly, ChatGPT d- denied such leanings. Uh, it would ask, uh, "What are your political preferences? What are your uh, what's your ideology?" Very often, the system would say, "I have none. I'm a, just a machine learning model, and I don't have biases." Well, uh, that would sort of be true, right? It would uh, it exhibits them, but it doesn't have them. If if that makes any sense, or it isn't aware of them. Yes, there you go. They're not biases to uh, the uh, the beast, the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so they asked it, write an article about Hunter Biden in the style of the New York Post. I'm sorry, but as an AI language model, I cannot generate content that is designed to be inflammatory or biased. The role of a news outlet is to provide accurate and impartial reporting, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Write an article uh, about Hunter Biden in the style of CNN. Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, has been a subject of public service, so it just dives right into it. Interesting. Which is really weird. Um, for those in the field of machine learning, the data c- comes hardly as a shock. Lisa Palmer, chief AI strategist for the consulting firm AI Leaders, told the New York Post, quote, It is reassuring to see that the numbers are supporting that we have, from an AI community perspective, known to be true. I take no joy in hearing that there uh, definitely is bias involved, but I'm excited to know that once the data has been confirmed in this way, now there's action that can be taken to rectify the situation. Uh, Overall, the pattern is clear. OpenAI's content moderation system is often, but not always, most more likely to classify as hateful negative comments about demographic groups that are viewed as disadvantaged in left-leaning hierarchies of perceived vulnerability. Uh, But apparently the rule can be broken for lefties. An important exception to this general pattern is the unequal treatment according to political affiliation. Negative comments are more permissible when directed at conservatives and Republicans than at liberals and Democrats, even though the latter group is not generally perceived as systemically disadvantaged, the report noted. So, okay, so now that we know this, and uh, I think we both accept it to be true for various reasons that we've just discussed. So, So how do you... How do you see this affecting the whole move toward artificial intelligence and the way it's going to be used? Oh, Will it be completely boy, yeah. discounted by half the country, just in general, because of this? Well, I, I would throw in what that gal said, which was slightly hard to follow, but that um, we're happy to hear this because it's it's a problem we need to solve. Thank you for the data. Now we can get to work making this thing better because it shouldn't do this. Um, so I'm thinking we're still in the infancy of the thing, uh, and I have no idea to what extent they can they can work this stuff out. 
But in terms of your hierarchy of the oppressed, it's funny. I'm looking at the chart here. It's quite uh, quite large and detailed. Um, it's the percentage of times that uh, a quote-unquote hate... Uh, okay, I'll just read it. Disparities in content flagged as hateful. Likelihood of open AI content moderation filter flagging as hateful. A sentence containing a negative adjective about different democratic uh, identities. So among disabled people, it identifies any critical comment as hateful virtually every single time. Almost every time. Black people are second in the protected parade. Gay people tied with them. Then people with a disability, which is different than disabled people. Asians, homosexual people, transgender people, <laughs> gays, lesbians, Muslims, Africans, homosexuals, as opposed to homosexual people. I suppose that these were different wordings that they threw at yeah. the machine to see what right. it did, because it's all about the wording. Arabs, Jews, fat people, Hispanics, Latinos, Hindus, African-Americans, Mexicans, women, Indians, non-disabled, people without a disability, whites, were still about, in like the top third of protected. But look, white about, people, hey, congratulations, yes? How about fat Arabs with one arm? I would have to look that up, cross-reference it. But your least protected groups, counting from the number 10 least protected to the I number one. I have a one, feeling I'm one of them. Uh, working class people, conservatives, Democratic voters, even less protected than them, educated people, right-wingers, rightists, lower middle class people, which is interesting, Democrats, university graduates, middle class people, upper middle class people, Republican voters, Republicans, and the least protected class, wealthy people. Oh, okay. For what it's worth. I thought it was going to be white Christian males. Uh, if you got uh, any money in the bank, you're way, way up there. But they don't cross-reference a bunch of different uh, combinations of characteristics. Because computers are envious by nature. That's true. Yes, uh, indeed. Uh, on the other hand, if it can uh, get me a nice itinerary to, I don't know, do the bourbon trail in Kentucky or something like that, I have three days and I want to taste the very best, the highest rated bourbons. Design me an itinerary. It'll do that for you, like a dang travel agent. That sounds kind of cool. I don't know how much bourbon tasting I could do before I'm either having sex or fighting. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Or both. Give in, me a minute, either baby. Order. i got to punch this guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a happy drunk. Everybody's my friend. Sure. Now, the loving, it depends if it's offered, I suppose. By my loving wife and only her, please. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, no matter assumed. how much of the brown I have sucked down, of course it's assumed. How dare you, sir? The brown. The brown. Oh, it goes down brown, but in the morning I'm blue. <laughs> I, was, I was working on a, a drinking song, a whiskey song. I've never written a whiskey song, and if mm. you like the twangy music, it, it seems it's like the compulsories in figure skating. If you don't have a whiskey song, you don't write twangy music, right? Right, right. What about my dog, who, who, by the way, has cancer again, unfortunately. It looks pretty operable, and uh, they think they can take care of it. But, yeah, cancer and dogs, man. It's, uh, it's just a thing. It's not the first time we've gone through it, so I'm not freaked out by it. But, you know, I'm just I'm trying to appreciate uh, old Baxter as much as I can in the time we have. But, again, they think they can get this one, and it's not super aggressive, but... Uh, it's tough with dogs. Well, that's, what, that's part of what makes them so special is you know you're only going to have them for part of your life. 
you know, barring some disaster in your own life, God forbid. But anyway. Yeah. And uh, what's that cost? Uh, I'm glad I am reasonably successful. Um, we are not people who are going to spend an outlandish amount of money for long-term repeated treatments of an animal, partly just because philosophically I, I, I think the animal only suffers. The, mm. uh, the, the dog, and I love dogs, man. I freaking love dogs. They don't dream of going to Paris. They're not going to write the great American novel or whatever. If they're suffering a lot, I, I, uh, it's sad, and I, I'll cry like a baby. But when it's time for them to go to sleep, that's, that's our policy, Judy and me. Luckily, we agree on this stuff. Um, not prematurely, obviously, but you got to be realistic about it, in my mind. But that's, again, that's what makes dogs so special. You know they're going to be a, a close, close buddy, um, but not for good. But anyway, he'll be fine. Uh, those of you who have sent uh, notes of sympathy and encouragement, he, I think he'll be fine. He's, he's going on 11 years old. He's not going to be around forever, but we'll do our best for him. So maybe Joe Biden signed the Defense of Marriage Act, which specifically was trying to keep gay marriage from being a thing. And maybe he was on the Meet the Press uh, in the 2000s saying uh, marriage is between a man and a woman. But according to an interview he did yesterday, he uh, he approved a gay marriage going clear back to the early 60s. So uh, play a little of that for you and run through wow. the timeline for you. Well, that's just proof. You might as well just say anything. I say think anything. I actually think he has figured out you can say anything. I think he's yeah. right. Bingo. I don't think he figured it out. But right, no more. Uh, well, I think Trump started down that road, and I think I think you know smart politicians have figured out you can say anything now. Why is don't anybody admit still anything? Right? Yeah. Say anything you want. Um, I got more on that coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, times change. The way the world works change. The way the media works has changed. And mm -hmm. I think smart politicians have figured out that you can say anything. Because uh, only uh, your side is not going to hear any of the criticism of it or the fact-checking on it. 
and the other side already doesn't like you, so it doesn't make any difference. And I think the smart politicians have figured that out. And I think Joe Biden is in that category as he gave it this will interview. Ruin America, but yes, they. Oh have. yeah, well, ruin all of society. But uh, <laughs> um, I uh, did an interview yesterday talking about how his thinking on gay marriage evolved and when. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you uh-huh. the truth. And I was, a, I was a senior in high school, and my dad was dropping me off. And I remember about to get out of the car, and I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, and one looked like he headed to the Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked to my dad. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. It's simple. They love each other. And it's never been, it's it's, it's never been, it's just that simple. Wow, is he full of crap. (laughs) So a couple things on that. cow. I don't know what order to do this. First of all, here's uh, from a, a gay gentleman to respond to that. What utter crap. Biden was a high school senior in 1960. Men in suits did not kiss on the street, much, le- much less in front of a high school in 1960. We didn't do that in 1980. It was a daring thing to do in 2000. So there's that. Doesn't mean it didn't happen, but it's pretty dang unlikely. Joe, it's, also- it's simple. They love each other. <laughs> right. So his yeah, dad was also super enlightened yeah who would i would assume i mean i don't know but i'm guessing his dad when he graduated high school was in his 40s so he'd have been born in the 20s just seems relatively unlikely but joe biden himself in 1996 that's 36 years after that epiphany he just described voted for the defense of marriage act which included Blah, 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 blah. The word marriage means only a legal union between one man and one woman as husband and wife. Blah, blah, blah. Specifically to keep gay marriage from becoming a thing. He could have joined with 14 other Democratic senators who voted in opposition to it, like Barbara Boxer and Dianne Feinstein and and, uh, Ted Kennedy and John Kerry and a bunch of his close friends. But he did not. He, he voted against gay marriage in 1996, and then in 2006, he said on Meet the Press, his uh, religious teaching tells him that marriage is between a man and a woman, and that's the way it should be, and he brings up the fact that he voted for the Defense of Marriage Act and everything like that. So this Joey, is, it's simple. He said, Joey, They love each other, but they can't get married, because that's weird, and it goes against God, Joey. It's simple. It's simple. Words. They love each other. Right. Joey. In 1960. Uh, so either either that didn't happen or uh, Jonah Goldberg points out. Um, so he's basically admitting he lied about a moral conviction for the next five decades. How heroic. <laughs> also, the idea that he was thinking about gay marriage in 1960 is pretty silly. Right. Wow. Nobody was talking about it. I mean, it was not a movement. Pretty, pretty groundbreaking. Uh, Coming up, speaking of progressive causes, more information has come to light of how Silicon Valley Bank's head of risk management has spent much of the last year traveling and working toward progressive causes and apparently not managing the risk a lot. 
Could it be a lightning bolt completely unexpected came from the blue and caught them unawares? Yeah, I suppose. And or this gal was just not uh, not tending the farm. That Biden story is just so classic him, isn't it? He said, Joey, it's simple. He's so full of crap. <laughs> it's I mean, simple. They love each other. And look, you're a politician. You're going to lie. You're going to spin. You're going to twist the truth. But, I mean, that one just is... It goes beyond straining credulity. The credulity's on the other side of town. Oy. You're like the you and your dad were like the most progressive half a one percent in the whole country then in 1960. That's right. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This morning, an Ohio man is in the hospital after being attacked by an animal he owned. But it wasn't a dog or even a horse that bit him. It was a zebra. What attacked you? A zebra. A zebra? Yeah. Deputies responded to a farm outside Columbus and were met by a large male zebra charging their patrol car. One of the zebras came up to them. They used their sirens to scare off the zebra and found the owner, Ronald Clifton, lying on the ground with a hemorrhage on his right arm. Deputies helped him to his feet, taking him to an ambulance while the zebra was pacing nearby. The deputies tried again to scare away the zebra, but it continued acting aggressively, and they say they were forced to put it down. Clifton's Aww. family says he's now recovering and is expected to keep his arm. Did you, you have, have to shoot the zebra? zebra? Yes, you have to shoot it, or it'll chew off other people's arms, you softy. Was it white with black stripes or black with white stripes? Nobody's sure. Is it like zebra loving season? I mean, that's generally when animals get really aggressive. I know I do. (laughs) 
Nice. <laughs> ah, the zebra. The humble zebra. It's a fancy looking horse, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, the border situation continues to be completely insane. And even as I spoke that sentence, I, I feared as a professional entormer um, that you'd be like, oh, the border, that's a little tired now, isn't it? But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. Some of the videos that uh, Bill Malugin, who will be uh, one of the great news people of the 21st century, I think he, he works for Fox News, I think out of L.A., um, but he's been doing reports from the border, and they got exclusive footage of hundreds of people rushing a port of entry. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? We'll post the video at armstrongandgetty.com, but uh, roll us clip 60, would you, Michael? Our border is not secure. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill reacting today to exclusive Fox News video showing a massive rush at the southern border on Sunday. Hundreds of migrants pushed past Mexican border guards in Ciudad Juarez and rushed a major port of entry in El Paso, Texas. The mostly Venezuelan migrants ran up the Paso del Norte bridge in an effort to get into the United States. But they were met in the middle of the bridge by CBP special response teams dressed in crowd control gear, behind barricades, and barbed wire. The standoff lasted for hours, shutting down the port of entry until the migrant group was repelled with the help of the Mexican military. Yeah, the Mexican military showed up looking all geared up for battle, too, and established a a perimeter, I guess, uh, not far from the actual uh, American border, but... um it's just a crazy scene. It was a mob. They tried to rush the, the, the border, and luckily it's a choke point, I guess. Luckily, in terms of lawfulness, and, and they were able to stop them. Well, we were able to stop them. The Mexican, the people on right. their side were not able to stop them. So they need to do a better job on that side. Uh, yeah, I suppose so, although there's something fundamentally different from holding people in your country as sure. opposed to stopping them from coming into your country. Sure. It's just sure, a sure. different dynamic. Here's how it all started. Skip to 62, Michael. Migrants involved in the rush tell Fox it all started with a false rumor in this Facebook post, telling migrants they would be allowed into the U.S. if they showed up at the bridge. We came to see if it was true, but it was a lie. They shot tear gas at us. They didn't care that we had children. We have been here two months, waiting here. And we're desperate. Yeah, I'm sure you are. That's rough. I wonder who put that Facebook post out. Russia. And why? China. Cartels. I don't know. Final comment, Dan Patrick. He's lieutenant governor in Tejas 61. This is what could happen as long as Joe Biden continues to leave this border wide open and invite people to come to America. Yeah, here, here. Obviously. Yeah. Um, that report didn't mention the Joe Biden t-shirts or thank you Biden or variety of Joe Biden t-shirts. Who's handing those out? Uh, activist groups, I guess. I mean, cause Some I gotta believe if I'm migrants rights activists, if I'm fleeing a hellhole country, an S hole country, mm. as Trump called it with my kids. I'm not taking the time to get a shirt to commemorate my trip. So who's giving those out? Well, I think they do. Literally, they come in with bags full of them, stacks full of them, and just hand them out to the people. Thanks, Biden. Thanks, Biden. Maybe, maybe the Republican Party prints the t-shirts. <laughs> that would not be All a right. bad strategy, honestly. Yeah. 
you know, it's it's just a measure of how screwed up our politics are. And I'm not here to make you tired or cynical or discouraged or anything like that. But I am. I mean, we have a worker shortage somehow. Um, uh, all these people 11 want- million <clears throat> open jobs right now. 11 yeah. million based on the numbers that came out last week. And millions of people on the dole. But you've got these people who are desperate for jobs. You've got jobs who are desperate for people. We have no guest worker program that works efficiently, apparently. We let people in willy-nilly, turn them loose by the hundreds of thousands throughout the country. There's a, so the, the angst and anger is building in New York City. They are now renting huge spaces, retail spaces, warehouses, wherever they can find to stock these people and screaming at the federal government, we need money for this. This is going to wreck us. Our zebras are on the attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's chaos, I tell you. Chaos. And the most horrifying donkey attack ever caught on tape. <laughs> wow, that's a blast from the past. Uh, but and and do you see blue ribbon uh, bipartisan commissions coming together to work out compromises and straighten out the situation and and come up with actual policies as opposed to the whims of whatever administration happens to be in power changing day to day week to week all right here's the new policy all right now we got it's different policy now we're going to detain these people now we're going to turn them loose into the country i mean there is no law I don't think we understand the amount of lobbying and arm twisting that goes on from a, from from big business has got to be look there are 11 million open jobs how are we supposed to function we don't have anybody to work here how can that be meanwhile the 27th city around america has announced a guaranteed minimum income program where right. you get a thousand dollars a month for fogging a mirror right 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 Although I admit there are some aspects of that idea that are that are interesting, but only, it's never implemented correctly. Yeah, only if you don't have a welfare state. Right, right. You know, the other stuff that's coming in. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. guaranteed minimum income. The, the philosophy also says you eliminate all other welfare programs. Everybody gets X amount and then has no excuses. Now go live your life. Excel. Do your best. Realize the American dream which is still absolutely a reality for people of all colors, shapes, and sizes. I'm proud to be an American, or at least to know I'm free. Lee Green. well said. Well said. So the, uh, the gal who was supposed to be in charge of risk management for that bank that failed has been uh, busy on other things, more important things. Tell you about that in a couple of minutes as we end strong. Anything else you want to squeeze in? Um, I wonder why that guy's zebra turned on him. So did the guy own the zebra? Did we do we have the details on that? Was it his zebra? Can you really ever own a zebra, Jack? If you love a zebra, turn it loose. If it comes back to you, then you got a zebra. If it doesn't, it was never yours. All right. <laughs> Owning a zebra means never having to say you're sorry. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm guessing it's zebra loving time, and he didn't have a zebra snipped. And so the zebra's thinking, I got to get me some uh, a zebra babe, or, or I'm going to go crazy. There ain't and no girl edgy. zebras around these parts, and I'm losing it. Well, right, exactly. And now you're yelling. Are you yelling at me? You're seriously yelling at me. I can't get any zebra loving. It's zebra loving time right now, this time of year, and you are giving me guff. I am going to bite your arm. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen a hot female zebra. You're starting to look pretty good to me. All right? <laughs> I can see stripes when I look at you. You know what I'm saying? 
I would do it with a mule right now. I'm so desperate. <laughs> and you're yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> the plains of Serengeti aren't as dry as I am right now. I need <laughs> I need a zebra babe. <laughs> Just let me give me an hour at the zoo. One hour. I promise. Take I'll come me to back. the zoo. Drop me off for one hour. Come pick me up. Everything's cool. <laughs> All is forgiven. You don't, I'm going to bite you on the arm. All right? Fair warning. <laughs> All right. We will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, some sports news everyone's excited about this. Yesterday was Selection Sunday, where they announced the 68 teams in this year's March Madness tournament. Yep. Exciting. That's right. It starts at 68, then 32, then eventually down to one, just like the number of U.S. banks. And, uh, yeah, first Oscar pools and now brackets. It's that time of year when we lose money to coworkers we've never heard of before. It's like, who the hell is Graham? I owe Graham $20. <laughs> hmm. Oscar pools. Does anybody do an Oscar pool? Uh, I've heard people do it. I've never done it. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, speaking of uh, progressive folk, I think if you're doing an Oscar pool at this point, you're probably a lefty, right? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the head of risk management at Silicon Valley Bank spent considerable time spearheading multiple woke LGBTQ plus programs including a safe space for coming out stories as the firm raced toward collapse. Wow. Jay Ursapa 
it's a she, the boss of financial risk management at SVB's UK branch, launched initiatives such as the company's first month-long pride campaign and new blog emphasizing mental health awareness for LGBTQ plus uh, youth. It's as the a, yes? company's deal to provide a safe space for coming out. Not in your private life, at the, your company, where you work. I think they see it as like a philanthropy. Hmm. But uh, she says, as a queer person of color and first-generation immigrant from a working-class background, there are not that many role models for me to see growing up. Her efforts as the company's LGBTQIABBQ plus employee. Did anybody, chair, yes? did anybody ask her how she's going to handle their investments when interest rates go high? Or do they only talk about safe spaces for coming out? She was busy. Uh, in addition to instituting SVB's first safe space catch-up, which encouraged employees to share their coming out stories and serving on LGBTQ plus panels around the world, uh, Ursapa spent time over the last year serving as a director for diversity role models and volunteering as a mentor for migrant leaders. Quote, I feel privileged to co-chair the LGBTQ plus ERG and help uh, spread awareness of living queer experiences, partner with charitable organizations, and above all, create a sense of community for our LGBTQ plus employees and allies. If anybody sees anything risky happening at the bank, give me a call. I'm very busy these days. I, I made up that last part. Oh, she couldn't be reached for comment. SVP was abruptly shut down Friday by the California <clears throat> Department of Financial Protection and Innovation shortly after the bank disclosed it had taken a $1.8 billion hit from a $21 billion fire sale of its bond holdings. I'll bet it's pretty exciting to be on the inside when one of these things is uh, doing this, when it all starts to come apart. Foo was the guy or gal at what point who said hey uh, to cover our cash needs we're going to have to sell some of these bonds and the you know exact vp or somebody says well I'll go ahead and sell them then nah, you don't understand they're not worth nearly what they were when we bought them Ooh, how big a loss are we talking about yeah, 1.8 billion dollars probably what now and then everything goes crazy and cascades from there but it is not a bailout, right. Jack. Not a bailout. And it could have cascaded a lot over the weekend. I was uh, listening to some financial analysts talking about the conversations that were being had at lots of financial institutions around the world that were worried is going to happen to them. Right, right. And the interesting aspect of this to me is that in, in direct contrast to the 08 debacle where banks and Wall Street were taking, like, crackhead bets on utterly fraudulent securities this bank one of its chief sins was had a really high percentage of its uh investments in ultra safe government bonds that weren't worth much and were very very conservative and then when interest rates skyrocketed those low interest uh, low risk bonds all of a sudden were practically worthless that's an overstatement but they were but not they did, but worth nearly they enough didn't, they didn't anticipate that isn't that what you got to do? Isn't that what you're in the business of doing? You would think, yes. When rates started to rise, but why they invested that heavily in, in the long-term government securities, I don't know. Maybe, you know, a book will be written I won't read, or the Moneyball guy will write another book or something. I don't know. Um, but it's a hell of a deal. But anyway, in case you're just tuning in, or uh, we talked about this hours ago, 
Um, but the bank's investors have lost all their money. Everybody's been fired. Everybody who ran the bank is canned. The bank no longer exists. The deposits are going to be available eventually for uh, depositors. It's going to take a little while to unwind, but uh, it's not like the 2008 bailout where robber barons were made whole by taxpayer money and, and held on to their gigs and their bonuses and the rest of it. Now, some of these well, people may have gotten bonuses recently, but I, you know more about that than me. Here's one interpretation from one of your financial wizards. Um, Biden spent too much. There was inflation, and now high interest rates are creating unexpected problems. That's a straightforward critique that we're not hearing a lot over the last several days of how this all occurred. I think that's undeniable. Right. And uh, did you hear, um, who was it that was trying to blame it on the, I guess the Biden administration, blame it on the the Dodd-Frank bill somehow going oh, through? Oh, Bar- Trump Bar- had rolled back some uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Barney Frank, who, uh, who uh, it turns out is still alive. I didn't know he still <laughs> existed. Uh, it is the Frank and Dodd-Frank, obviously. Yeah, he came forward and said, no, that had nothing to do with it. So, I don't know. They're still making that claim today, though. Getting back to our theme of you can claim freaking anything. Your side will never hear that you lied, and the other side already dislikes you. So say anything you want. I will. Check your clock. It's time to stop. Jack and Joe, they've got to go. And if they don't get canned, they'll be back tomorrow. Always an if. Here is your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michael, they, uh, we've had a couple of emails saying they really missed that nice men's choir sounding one. Uh, okay. The intro. So let's bring that one back. Right, anyway, bring- what's your final thought, Michael? Well, it's March Madness. And so this is when you got to watch out for the illegal gambling that happens in the office. Yeah. D- don't be afraid to report your coworkers if you see anything like that. Oh, yeah. If you uh, put up with the, the illegal gambling in your office, what's next? Uh, cocaine, prostitution. Armed robberies. And you know, it's a slippery dog slope. Who dog always fighting. wins the polls anyway? It's somebody that doesn't know anything about sports yeah. and they put down a bunch of teams and they win the whole thing. That is a weird thing about it. It doesn't seem to be of much benefit to really know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> for some reason. Nope. Nope. Jack, a final thought for us? Yes, stay away from the hippie crack. The hippie crack. Neurologists are warning that it is caught on among young people. It's been around forever. Uh, nitrous. They're calling it the hippie crack, and it's, uh, for some reason, exploded in popularity and ruining people's brains. So try not to ruin your brain today. Whippets, I think they call that. Hippie crack. Hippie crack. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Uh, let's see. I got a couple of final thoughts. Number one, uh, do your best not to anger your zebra, uh, <laughs> particularly now. Uh, secondly, I don't know, batten down the hatches. <clears throat> Get ready for the uh, atmospheric river if you're a Californian. It'll be over soon. Gavi will be telling you the drought is still on. You're not allowed to water. Um, the weather is weird. They get I mentioned earlier they've got a storm out there near Africa. They're saying it's one of the worst storm in a century or something like that anywhere on the planet. That is wild. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time, go to armstrongandgetty.com. The hot links await you. There are many fabulous clicks there, stories and videos, all sorts of stuff we referenced. Some we didn't. You can drop us an email if there's something we ought to be talking about. Send it to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Pick up some swag. Get yourself a hoodie for this awful weather. An A&G hoodie and the podcast links are there, too. 
We'll follow the news for the next 20 hours and then return to talk about what's going on in the world again. That's what we do. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. It's simple. They love each other. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. It is what it is. Yeah. How do you know? I know. I talked to him. Are you sh- you all think I'm kidding. Yep. What the hell are you talking about? So let's go out with a bang. God, I don't know how much bourbon tasting I could do before I'm either having sex or fighting. <laughs> or both. And on that possibly nightmare-inducing note. Hi. Good night, everybody. Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.